episode 36 of Bet to Win, the divisional round edition. I am Claudia Bellafato. He is Joe Fan. And Joe, we've got some free bets to give away today. Yeah, this is really exciting for us. We've, it's been something that we've kind of been hoping to get on this show for quite some time since we launched back in September, but now it's actually a thing. We have got some $25 free bets to give away on every single show. And how this is going to work is we're going to give away a secret word. And it's going to vary when we give it away. Sometimes it might be at the beginning. Sometimes it might be in the middle. Sometimes it might be at the end. And your job is to listen to this podcast, as you do each and every week anyways. We're just paying you for it now. You take that secret word. You DM the WinBet uh, Twitter account. You include your email and your WinBet username. So, of course, this is only valid in WinBet states. Um, and then that's how you qualify for the and free that, bet. And then a free bet. That's a, Terms and conditions apply. And that's how we're going to do it. So at some point during the show, we're going to drop the, the secret word. We're going to drop the bomb. And we're going to be doing this on every The show. bomb isn't so, the secret word. So, so make sure. Yeah, that's true. See, we're going to get tricky over here. So make sure you're listening intently. Um, and then while you're at it, too, feel free to DM us, tweet at us. If you guys are listening to the show, we want to hear from you. If there's something you want to see different once football wraps up, if there's a certain sport that you really want us to focus on, of course, we're going to get NBA in here. We're going to get some more NHL, some MMA, UFC. Um, but if there's something specific you guys want to hear, let us know. We yep. are for the people, Joe, aren't we? And easily accessible when it comes to the old social medias. Yep. So... We're this up. tweeting away, so tweet at us if yep. you'd like. <laughs> uh, before we get to victory lap and hold this L, overarching, how are you feeling about this week? It's Thursday, heading into the weekend. We feeling confident? I'm really happy? excited about this weekend. I think we talked about the games last week, this six-game slate, and I think both of us, bets aside, if we could have put together four matchups for, divisional round, for the divisional round, yeah. these are the four we would have picked. And I'm genuinely excited for all four. I think I'm excited to talk through all four because you could tell me, and I say you as in anyone, could tell me I am on this side, this total, this whatever, and I feel really confident about it. There's nothing that I would tell you you're wrong or I would argue with about because I could sell myself on mm -hmm. different sides and bets here, which makes it a whole lot of fun. Uh, to discuss and preview and, and should make them fun games to watch as well. Whereas, you know, four of the six games last weekend were blots. I have no hammer lock, triple diamond whale play <laughs> of the week. That, that was the Chiefs game against the Steelers last week. Obviously, I was super high on the Niners. This week feels much more ambiguous, but it also makes it a ton of fun as well. Yes, makes betting a lot harder, which is why we'll talk about why teasing is important this week. Props are definitely going to be important. But like you said, both sides are good. That is the reason they are here. So it is tough to handicap in terms of just against spread or money line. Let's hop into victory lap and hold this L. And um, I'm going to let you go first, Joe. You had you had all victory laps last time. He, he was yeah. going around the track. He had no Ls. So, so now what do we got? It, and I want to get my Ls out during the week while we're kind of dabbling in some NBA. I bet a little hockey this week, which is new Ooh. for me. So we've had some mixed results. But it's all going to, again, crescendo back into a huge winning weekend. I'm sure of it. Um, I dabbled in the same game parlay, um, or the, the build your own bet feature on WinBet. And I did it for the Wolves-Knicks game. And I hit every leg but one. It was a plus 360. I felt really good about it. Julius Randle uh, covered his 25 points and rebounds easily. Carl uh, Anthony Towns got lucky there. He got exactly 25 points and rebounds. 
uh, after having 11 points in the first half, really slowed down towards the end. Anthony Edwards and D'Angelo Russell, uh, 15 points and 14 points, surpassed those uh, thresholds easily. But I missed on Mitchell Robinson. Over 18 points plus rebounds. He had eight and six. Mm. Ended at 14. He only played 20 minutes because he fouled out. Injuries and foul trouble. The death of NBA overprops. Uh, oh. And blowouts as well. So I lost that one. Uh, dabbled a couple others. Won one last night in the uh, the Mavs-Raptors game. Uh, it's a fun tool to kind of play around with and figure out where you can maybe find some value. Um, but it's a fun way to watch a game and kill a couple hours on a on a Tuesday or Wednesday evening when otherwise uh, not a ton going on in the sports world. Uh, also, shout out to my guy Matoy, who uh, told me to bet the Rangers on Wednesday. And I said, sure. I, I sent him the, uh, have you, seen, you ever seen Bird Box, the Netflix yeah, movie? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, where Sandra, Sandra Bullock is like blindfolded. And she's and I, I sent him that gift back. I was like, this is me blind tailing you, man. I'm in. And they were down 3-1. He texts me, hold the line. And they came back, tied it at the end of the third period, end of the second period, 3-3, ended up winning 6-3. So our Rangers got us a W. That's my victory lap. Big shout out to our guy, Matoy Pearson. So Matoy's a hockey sharp. Good to know. Or he I, know I am or too. He, I'm 2-0 so far. Or he knows someone who's a hockey sharp. Either way, in my head, I was like, we should probably start taking advantage of these That's people, fair. at least I should, who, of people who know so much more than I do. So, yeah, appreciate you, Matoy. Yeah, um... I haven't had a ton of action the past few days. I had my winning pick from Tuesday's show was Warriors laying 15. As we mentioned, there wasn't many games going on, just two. So Joe and I both attacked them. And I decided to lay 15 against the worst team, the Pistons. And I said it in my tweet. I said it on the show. Let's just pray for no backdoor cover. And I was watching 66-38 heading into the half. We were chilling. Steph came out. Clay was still in there in the fourth, though. And then we started sweating. And then it came down to the stretch. I mean, 102-86 was the final score, so that goes to show you they won by 16. Narrowly avoided the back door. And when I tell you it came down to seconds where they were just throwing bunnies up. And at that point, no one cares whether you're winning or losing. No one cares. You're just, you know, still staying in the game, trying to drain up the clock. And I'm sitting here on the edge of my seat like, come on, like, you idiot. That game was hysterical. <laughs> like, it's a damn layup. It's a bunny. Get that in with the Warriors and the Pistons. Thankfully, they weren't really giving a shit either. But it's always kind of fun to sweat those games, right? It's like no one else is watching this game unless Vegas, you have money on Vegas it. Vegas <laughs> is incredible. It is, I mean, the right? lines that are set are so sharp, so regularly. Mm -hmm. uh, and they, yeah, they won by 16. It, it was it was fun. I have to admit. And there was like a prayer at the at the buzzer that didn't go in. Yeah. That's a yeah, an unnecessary sweat. But it was pretty funny because it was, it was just a terrible team clawing back against a team that just had zero f's to give at that point. Yeah. And and we would have loved, as I told you, just a, just a little bit of like a half an f to give. You know, like we could just Are you some resistance. Yeah, yeah. But they got home. <laughs> they did uh, get home. It was the same thing yesterday. I I I texted my my best friend Matoy back to Matoy. I was like, I kind of like the Raptors plus or plus three and a half. How do we feel about that against the Mavs? And he said, I'd like it more at four. I ended up getting it at four and a half. They lost by four. Mm, nice to be there on the right go. side it, of the it, hook it is every good now to and be again. On the right side. And I'm excited to get into NBA too because I want to talk about Cade Cunningham and what it does to players like that when they join a team like a pist the Pistons. There's so much NBA that I do want to get into, but we will have so much time for that. Yes, we will. Once football wraps up. But for now, 
NFL is a little bit more important because we got the divisional round. We're going to go through each game on the slate. Joe and I will tell you where we lean. Um, and like Joe mentioned, a lot of these games, I don't have a strong side. So I am teasing the majority of them props as well. Saturday early game, we got Bengals at Titans. Titans laying three and a half. This opened at three. The total opened at 46, up to 47 now. This game, at first, when I looked at the slate, because Joe and I have been so hot on this Bengals team, I haven't really played the Titans at all this year. Um, I wanted to play the Bengals. Now I'm likely going to stay away, waiting for Bengals injury report to see if I want to tease them. But I do see the Titans with an edge in this original spread. The Bengals waiting on injury news with their 3D linemen, including Mike Daniels, their biggest run stopper on the injury report, waiting to see the final injury report. Of course, that's going to be an issue here with the Titans getting their biggest weapon on the ground back in Derrick Henry. Henry has not played a game since week eight with his foot fracture. He has been practicing. Of course, there's going to be questions about his workload. But for me, I don't want any version of Derrick Henry against a banged up D-line, period. So that kind of makes me stay away from this game. And the thing is, too, with the Titans, even without Derrick Henry, they came out on top of the AFC. They beat the Rams. They won four out of five home games, won six of the past nine games overall. Clean at home, seven and two at home this season. It's easy to want to write them off when you have a player, a main player on a team like Derrick Henry get hurt. And I wanted to write them off, and maybe I did a little bit because I didn't play them much. But we saw Tannehill step up. They were able to lean on the passing game when they had to. Tannehill had one of the best success rates in football with both Julio Jones and A.J. Brown on the field. So they got it done. This offense was still doing a lot. So it scares me to think once they get Derrick Henry back, now they have that trip, that dual threat, which makes me not want to take the Bengals here. And this is a team with playoff experience. Yes. You know, this is a team that ended Tom Brady's time in New England. I don't mean that as a jab to you as our resident Patriots fan. Thank you. Not Thank even you. one of our resident <laughs> Patriots fans. We have lots of resident. No, Cole's the Broncos fan. Uh, Cole's kind of one of those weird, like he's a fan of like Duke and the Cowboys and the Lakers, but then like also a Boston team. That's our producer. We love them, but the Broncos. I mean, come on, man. That was an Celtics and Broncos fan? Cole's... <laughs> Cool is scrambling for the microphone to yell at us, uh, which is fair. fair. I deserve that. Um, and, you know, they beat the Ravens when Lamar Jackson was an MVP. Mm -hmm. This is a team. Ryan Tannehill has, has long been one of the most efficient quarterbacks in football. And it's a really hard team to project because they haven't been at full strength much this year. Um, Julio Jones has been mostly a non-factor. A.J. Brown's been in and out of the lineup. You obviously mentioned that the injury to Derrick Henry. And so... Um, going into the playoffs, everyone's talking about how this is one of the worst one seeds in the history of football because the advanced metrics are not kind to the Titans. They did sort of scrape their way by mm -hmm. um, and, and scratch and claw and win games and, and earn that one seed. But now they are at full strength. They are a dangerous team. Um, the Bengals are as well. So for me, there are three things I'm looking at in this game. Are the Bengals going to be able to score touchdowns in the red zone? Mm -hmm. The Titans ranked fourth in red zone defense in terms of giving up touchdowns. Um, is the offensive line going to be able to protect Joe Burrow against Harold Landry, Jeffrey Simmons, mm -hmm. and a Titans defensive line um, that is top 10 in sacks during the regular season? And then third, what does Derrick Henry look like? I mean, is he dominant? Are they, are they controlling the clock, converting on third down? They win on first and second down, convert on third and short. 
I mean, those are the matchups that are going to dictate the game. I'm not super concerned with with Joe Mixon against the number two ranked Titans run defense because if they're going to win, they're going to win on the arm of, of Joe Burrow. But those are the three. And, and I, I think it's a toss-up. And I think a lot of these games feel like toss-ups, which is why I am going to be on the dog in all of them. Um, because And I used this logic before during the season in a couple games where if it feels like a coin toss, get plus money. Yeah. And that's what I'm going to do here. Even though historically underdogs and road teams have not done well in the divisional round, um, I'm going to tank the Bengals here. And I, I don't do so super confidently because I think the Titans are a damn good team. Yeah. And you make a lot of good points. The running game, <laughs> though, even, even with you're welcome, even with Joe Mixon, I mean, the Titans, every running back they've faced in the past eight games, every single one finished under 50 yards. So not only is all of the pressure really on Joe Burrow in the passing game, but like you mentioned, he's going to be pressured pretty much the whole game. So as good as he is, especially in a playoff situation against a lot of veteran guys, it worries me. I understand your reasoning behind just taking a dog because it likely is going to be a coin flip, which is why I'm, I'm going to stay away, but I will be rooting for the Bengals here. Saturday late game, Niners at Packers. Currently Packers laying six. This opened at five. Total 47 and a half. Niners lost by only two in week three. I do see this, again, being another close one, depending on Jimmy G's status. But I'm going to tease the Packers down to a pick em here. As you mentioned, Joe, we talked about it on Tuesday. That wildcard game should not have been as close as it was for the Niners. They had control of the game. They were the better team in that scenario. But this is a much bigger challenge. Now they're facing a Packers team at home where they're 7-1 ATS on two weeks of rest, a much more capable coach and quarterback. I mean, it's Aaron Rodgers, right, against Jimmy G, who was limited yesterday with a shoulder and hand injury, which is why I mentioned I want to wait to see. Of course, he's going to start. But if anything happens, he, he keeps saying his shoulder's bothering him. It's his hand. I don't trust Trey Lance if he gets into this game. Either way, though, it's Aaron Rodgers. Not only is he healthy, but he's led the league in passer rating the majority of the season. As you said, I was maybe too nice to Jimmy G even saying that he played okay against Dallas. The truth is, no, I don't trust him even when he is 100% healthy. He's lucky that his team is so strong on the ground on both sides of the ball. Otherwise, I don't even think this would be competitive. And they're especially good in this matchup because the Packers were vulnerable against the run during the regular season, one of the worst, giving it 4.7 yards a carry. So that's really good for the Niners offense, who put up the most rush yards this season. But another situation where if they're falling behind and they have to lean on Jimmy G, that's not something, you know, that, that's not a side I want to have my money on. Um, so I do think that they can keep it close, but I would definitely take the Packers just to win this game, which is why I'm going to tease them down. I do see an edge for the Niners in the run game, but I don't think they can win just off of that. If you're looking at one favorite money line, and it makes sense, it's the biggest line of the weekend, so this isn't a hot take, the Packers should win this game. But the Niners can win this game, which is why I will continue to ride them. And six points is a lot. For a team that can control the game on the ground, they're efficient on third down. They don't ask much of Jimmy G. They they relatively handled the Cowboys for most of that game yeah. with Jimmy Garoppolo playing a very pedestrian game. Uh, 172 yards, no touchdowns, one backbreaking pick that they were able to overcome. That's to me is he doesn't have to be immensely productive. You just need to avoid the huge mistake. You cannot give them the short field. The turnover differential, I think, is going to be huge in this game. Also, like an interesting sort of wild card 
is that both of these teams are absolute trash on special teams. The Packers ranked 32nd, dead last in special teams efficiency over the course of this season. It's the third time they've ranked dead last since 2014. The Niners haven't been much better. Robbie Gold did come up clutch with a couple of 50-yard kicks, um, but they had the egregious uh, fake punt allowed where Josh Norman just wasn't ready for it. Um, so that's sort of like, is that going to play a part? Is a big return, a muffed punt, a turnover, something in that third phase going to turn this game on its head. Mm -hmm. But I think as long as the Niners don't give Aaron Rodgers a short field, they can hang around. You mentioned the running game. They have a running game that can carry a team. Debo Samuel is a one-of-a-kind player. Elijah Mitchell has been a tremendous rookie. Mm -hmm. They still have George Kittle and Brandon Ayuk in the passing game. That I mean, Brandon Ayuk put on a clinic. I mean, he absolutely put Trayvon Diggs on skates the entire game. Mm -hmm. So I'm with you. This is this is one where the the Packers money line is an easy play. Teasing them down to a pick 'em, super straightforward play makes a ton of sense. But but I do. Still, I'm going to continue to ride the Niners. I will say this. I have a decent enough money in Niners futures to win the Super Bowl. That I, my hope is that they can take an early lead mm. and then I can I can find a Packers live money line around even money to start hedging some of those tickets. I think you also have to be aware, for those of you out there with potentially big futures tickets, now that you're in the divisional round, you can start to look to hedge, especially if you're getting plus money at that hedge. Mm -hmm. um, so that's another angle of this game I'm going to look at. Um, let's pause real quick before we turn the page to Sunday because I think it's time for our secret word. <laughs> I'm so excited. And that word is, this is crazy. It's a crazy <laughs> word. You're never going to know how we came with this one. It is divisional Ooh. for the divisional round. Get it? I get it. Yeah. So you Creative. DM the word divisional to the WinBet Twitter account. Be sure to include WinBet, uh, your WinBet email and username to claim your $25 free bet terms and conditions apply. Again, obviously, you must be in a win bet uh, applicable state, but we hope that you are. We hope that you cash in on this free money we are giving out each and every episode here on Bet to Win. Divisional, baby. So fitting. See how creative we are over here. We are. We took us a long time to workshop that one. We collabed on that. <laughs> That's what makes WinBet so special. But what also makes WinBet special is that we are one of the very few on a certain side in this game. So Sunday early game, we got Rams at Bucks. The majority, yeah, the majority of the books you're going to see Bucks laying three. WinBet is one of the very few laying two and a half. So if you like the Bucks. If you don't already have the WinBet app, which you should, if you listen to us, download it, bet the bucks right now. Total 49 opened at 48. I will tease the Rams here to get over a touchdown. It is another strength versus strength situation like what we saw last week with the Eagles run game against the Bucks, but this time it's the passing game. The Rams have the second best pass DVOA among these playoff teams. And as we know, Tom Brady, pretty good at throwing the football. The Bucs do lead the league in passing offense, but they're facing a defense led by Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. It's not going to be easy, especially with the lack of weapons that Tom Brady has this time around. We're still waiting on the Fournette news on the ground. I wouldn't be surprised if Ramsey spends most of the day covering Evans or Gronk, which is going to be easy to do. Again, Tom had all of these weapons. Now they're limited. And even in the run game for the Bucs, they're going to face challenges too, whether Fournette plays or not, because the Rams have the second-best rush GVOA 
among the teams still alive. And on the other side of the ball for the Bucks, we saw them struggle against the pass for the majority of the year in terms of giving up yards. They do blitz at the highest rate. They led in quarterback carries. They're up there with pressures, et cetera, which is effective for the majority of quarterbacks, but not Matthew Stafford. He has the best EPA in the NFL against the blitz, so that's another edge for the Rams here. The Bucs have the best quarterback in football. There's no denying that. I'm not a Tom Brady hater like some people on Twitter, right, Joe, might think. Yeah. Uh, the team is getting healthier, but I do see advantages <laughs> for the Rams, so getting over a touchdown here is enticing to me. This is going to be a really fun game. Both Every game I'm pumped for. I mean, it's, it's silly mm-hmm. to say, but this, these two games on Sunday. The Rams dominated the Bucs in week three. 34-24 was the final but it, wa- it wasn't that close. The Rams handled them in that position. And now they were at home. Now they're on the road. Um, that was also a lifetime ago. But the Rams are every bit capable of playing with the Bucks. And you mentioned uh, against a stout Rams defensive line, potentially missing Tristan Wirfs would be huge. They're already missing a ton of weapons. And when you're missing a ton of weapons, that's an issue when you have a corner on the Rams like Jalen Ramsey, who will probably be traveling with Mike Evans. And I'm, that's a, a, potentially the matchup of the weekend mm-hmm. is how do those two play? How do the, the Bucks move Mike Evans around and maybe keep him away from Ramsey? How intent are the Rams in ensuring that Jalen Ramsey does travel with Mike Evans? I'm really excited to see that. Um, it is cool, kind of, if you're on the Bucks. You're betting at win bet. I mean, you're not going to find a better line. We're the only ones, it seems like, offering minus two and a half. Um, I'm on the Rams here as well. Again, I'm on every dog, and I said that on Tuesday during our show then. Um, the Rams getting points seems like a no-brainer in a game that I expect to be a coin toss. I, I don't have much more than that. I mean, they're loaded. Cam Akers returning. Look, he looked tremendous mm. against uh, the Cardinals. I mean, he and Sonny Michelle have been a really nice one-two punch in that in that backfield. We know Cooper Cup has been dominant all year. Odell Beckham has come back to form. He scored again in the wild card round, catching all four of his targets for 54 yards and a touchdown. And, and we've seen clutch catches from him. We've seen the degree of difficulty from him. I mean, he might never be the the phenom all-pro that he was in New York, but he is still very much an absolute stud. And then they continue to use Tyler Higby really efficiently. So. Um, I am, yeah, we saw Odell Beckham throw a 40 yard pass. Right? Uh, I am, I'm, I'm in on the Rams again. And I don't, I don't say that like, oh, it's an obvious play because anytime you're playing Tom Brady, who's at home in the playoffs, it's never an obvious play and betting against Tom Brady is a fool's errand, but I will be mm-hmm. the fool this weekend. I am on the Rams. And when I was watching, it's, I don't want to say it's underrated, but it sort of is with how many weapons LA does have. Like, when OBJ scores every time, I'm like, why didn't I bet an anytime touchdown? Mm -hmm. You know, it's like the fact that he is sort of that clutch player now, it's really exciting. And you mentioned all the other weapons they have. So I'm glad you're on my side. That makes me feel good about it. Yeah, I'm I'm probably, of all the four games, I might be most confident in the Rams, which is probably a bad thing because Tom Brady's (laughs) on the other side of the line. Hey, hey. A lot of people are, though. From what I've heard, a, a lot of people are on the Rams. And it's not... And that's the thing. It's not like we're, but it's not like we're fading Brady. You know, it's just we're fading the fact that the Bucks are banged up. Whose house? Okay. Ram. That's all you hear is the PA announcer all game long, every single snap. He's got to get the people Who's going. Whose house? Rams house. It gets the people going, Joe. Brings me back to my frat star days. Okay, Who's let's house? move on. Bills at Pike's Chiefs. House. Chiefs currently laying one and a half. <laughs> 
this open two and a half, so that has dropped. The total 55 opened 53 and a half, so that's gone up. The last meeting they combined for 58. Something to keep in mind if you're looking at the total. Again, teaser. I'm going to go Bills and a teaser just over a touchdown. The total tells you everything here. Two of the best offenses on the board. You got two dual threat quarterbacks. I think it comes down to defense and whoever makes less mistakes. And it's hard not to want to take the Bills with the points, especially as a Patriots fan watching what happened last week. They already have the number one defense in the NFL. Their offense just embarrassed a Bill Belichick team. They have a clean injury report. The only thing they really don't have is home field advantage, but they already won once at Arrowhead this season. Yes, the Chiefs have drastically improved defense compared to what the Bills faced in that last game in week five, but they still have a bottom 10 defensive DVOA, the worst of playoff teams. Yes, they have a quarterback and an offense that was just in the Super Bowl, but the way to make Patrick Mahomes look less like himself is with pressure. His completion percentage takes a massive hit when he faces pressure, ranking in the bottom 10 and the Bills have the highest pressure rate in the NFL, only blitzing less than 30% of the time. On top of that, Chiefs are in the bottom half in terms of turnovers. Bills one of the best at forcing turnovers. Like I said, it's going to come down to defense and mistakes, and I see the edge here with the Bills. I hate that they dominated the Chiefs in Week 5 at home, or on the road with Chiefs at home. Mm. And it's one of those things, like, we, you know, you should look at the numbers – Trust what you see, trust the matchups, but there are there's just no way to avoid an emotional side of betting. And you think of a team trying to win on the road against uh, one of the best teams in football in one of the toughest places to play twice in one season just feels like something that couldn't happen against this Patrick Mahomes team. But I'm going to bet that it does. <laughs> I'm on the Bills. Um, it's It's funny to think of the Bills having a more complete and dangerous running game than anyone but that's sort of what we're seeing. The Chiefs don't necessarily have the running game. The Bills do. Obviously, Josh Allen, one of the biggest running threats at quarterback, if not the biggest in terms of his physicality as well. Um, but then Devin Singletary has been a revelation of late with 80-plus yards in four of his last five games. He's also scoring in all of those games. Jarek McKinnon out of nowhere. The Jet resurrecting his career. Uh, 142 total yards. He scored a touchdown through the air. He had six receptions, 12 rushes. He was the guy uh, for them in the wild card round. Um, potentially another X factor in this game. This feels like a coin flip. They all are. I, I can't say confidently that the Chiefs are going to lose. Yeah. They're at home. It's Patrick Mahomes. They've been to two straight Super Bowls. So all of this that we're telling you, I, you just take it, whatever you are leaning, whichever which way, Maybe we are saying something that makes you feel like, okay, maybe I'll stay away. Or we're confirming where you're leaning. Or maybe it's making you think about potentially taking the other side. None of this is gospel to where we can tell you certainly what's going to happen. Because mm -hmm. two best teams in football play, who knows? Right, but I mean, that's the beauty of it. It is the beauty that's of it. That's the beauty of a teaser, right? Because yeah. the Chiefs can win. We just need them to win by not a certain amount, right? We're getting the Bills over a touchdown here. And, th and that's the key when you're teasing is to get through those key numbers. Um, and so that's why, I, that's why I'm not taking the bills against the spread because the line is so low at one and a half. Now it was around two and a half. I will add this. And I hate saying this because it goes everything I, I against everything I believe in as a better, I sort of like all the unders this weekend. Do you? I think there are a number of defenses that not just can get stops, but can get stops in the red zone and holding teams to field goals mm -hmm. instead of touchdowns is the key to an under. We saw that. 
exhibit A, Raiders, Bengals last week when there were eight field goals yeah. and the death to the under. I mentioned the Titans red zone defense at four. The Rams are at six. The Bills are at eight. The Bucks are at nine. And you have the Bengals at 15, Niners at 16, Chiefs at 17. There isn't a red zone defense left in the playoffs that is egregiously bad. So you're looking at, at teams that, again, can get clutch stops. Um, and so teasing all of the unders might be another fun option. Not a great way to watch a game. Like, <laughs> I'd rather sounds, root for points. That actually but sounds I, It's miserable. something to consider if you were a totals better. And I'm not I'm really an overs better either. That's why I can't even say I hate unders because I don't like to bet totals in general. But I do think that's something worth looking at um, with some really high totals. I mean, the Rams and, and Bucks at 49, uh, Bills, Chiefs at 55. So something to consider. Uh, Packers red zone defense, isn't it one of the worst? Double check that. I did leave the Packers out of this. Okay, I was going to say, me, yeah, Packers. Let me go. Sure look. Niners have the Packers the, are 28th. So I did lie to you. <laughs> of the five teams I mentioned, none of them egregiously bad. I left out the sixth, and thank you for bringing that up. The Packers are 28th. So and, and the Niners terrible. have the best red zone offense, so something to keep in mind if you're looking oh, at that game. So maybe we should take that as money line. No, no. I think that, I might. That's, that's not enough for I me. I think I might. <laughs> okay. Quickly before we move on, I do want to mention for that Bills game, Josh Allen is 10-5-2 ATS as a road underdog. The road dog. The if road you will. dog. All right. Parlay. We're just we're just very giving today. So we gave you your free bet earlier. We're gonna give you a little something else with this football parlay bonus. So attention parlay betters. We love our parlays. Win, lose, or push a parlay with four legs or more on the WinBet app in the amount of $20 or greater on the WinBet app. There's Ocho. Thursday through Monday and receive a $10 free bet. Go to winbet.com or download the app for official rules and details. And if you can't see, we got a nice graphic up here. Make sure you check out our YouTube comment. Tell us how much you love our graphics. <laughs> Let's move on. Winning picks, Joe. You're one and four. I'm two and three. Just want to put that out there. You're on your way back. I'm on my way back, climbing back up to the top. Let me hear what you got for this week. Uh, so I've got a four-leg, I was going to call it the four-leg Snoop Dogg six-point teaser, but you reminded me, these are all road dogs. So it's now my four-leg road dog six-point teaser. Do you know who road dog is? Were you a, a D-Generation X fan back in the day? Definitely not. <laughs> no. Oh, you didn't know? And if you don't know, now you know. Uh, shout out to Road Dog, X Pac, Triple H, D Generation X, the peak of the WWF era, uh, the Attitude Era. Is that what we called it then? I'm looking at my producers. I got we got WWF too, fans in I'm there. I'm too young. Claudia is no WWF overhead, Marvel overhead. We gotta start talking. You gotta bring some pop culture at me so I can be the the one who doesn't know. But shout out to Road D O Double G. Uh, this is a long way of getting to. Bills plus seven and a half, Rams plus eight and a half, Niners plus 12, Bengals plus nine and a half. I feel great about that. Those are really big numbers for games I expect to be really close. Um, that's at plus 240 on win bet. I will also explain my other big, this is how I'm approaching these games. Uh, because I am on all the dogs, I am taking all of the first half money lines and I'm round robining. I'm taking the twos, the threes, the fours. That's 11 total bets. And then I'm also taking the full game money lines twos, threes, and fours. If you're a round robin, if you're new to round robin bets, it's it's like a parlay, but but you're betting 
all of the two-leg parlays, all of the three-leg parlays, all of the four-leg parlays. So if two of the dogs win in the first half, and then hopefully in the end of the game, I'll be about breaking even. If three of them win in either scenario, I'll be winning some money. If all four win in the first half or in the full game, we're doing more victory laps. You're rich. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to keep it a little simpler. I love that. that. And that is great if you've never done a round robin before, then just tail Joe because it, it's fun to kind of watch that play out. But It's important. You want to do it when you're taking plus money bets because otherwise yeah. it just gets too expensive. So um, when you like all of the, the underdogs, like I don't really mess with them a whole lot, but when you like the underdogs like I do this week, it, it does sort of make some sense. I like it, Joseph. Hey, thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm going to go with a three-team teaser at plus 140 on win bet. Bills, Rams, Packers, you're getting Bills. Seven and a half against the Chiefs. I already mentioned it. When you have two good offenses, it comes down to defense. Who makes less mistakes? I see the Bills with the edge there. Uh, Rams plus eight and a half against the Bucks. Joe and I mentioned Ramsey's likely going to be covering Evans, maybe Gronk the majority of this game, taking away the already limited selections for Brady here. Uh, I see this one being close as well, so I'm going to take the dog with the points. And then Packers down to a pick em. They are 8-0 and at home. The Niners have done well leaning on their run game up to this point, but if the Packers get a lead, which I am expecting to happen, the Niners are going to have to rely on an ailing Jimmy G, who I already don't trust. Again, should be a close one, but I don't see the Niners winning. Yeah, I think it's a great teaser. The, really, the only underdog you can tease, because you never tease through zero, um, <laughs> or you're not supposed to, is the Packers. And that's a, a, yeah. a very chalk tease option, and it makes sense. If you like the Packers, getting them at a pick makes sense. If you don't like the underdogs then teasing doesn't make sense. Just put together yeah. a favorite Moneyline parlay, and that can be your key to victory. Or you can play them separate, because parlays aren't always the best strategy. <laughs> but always it's the parlays. true. If you want to have fun, if you want to have fun, go build a parlay, and then maybe you'll get some, some free bets as long as it's a four-leg parlay. So. BYOB. BYOB. That's it for episode 36 of Bet to Win. Thanks for listening in, and good luck this weekend to everyone in the divisional round. Be a good one. Can't wait. See you guys Monday.